This is the Positive Psychology Podcast, episode 83. Welcome to the Positive Psychology Podcast, bringing your earbuds the science of the good life. And now your host, Kristen Trumpy. All right, so today we're going to talk about magic. Now, that is not a usual psychology topic. It's a little bit fringe, I'd say. And I love to do these episodes once in between as well, because I know that quite a few of you listening are also studying psychology or positive psychology. And I want to inspire some of you to do something that's maybe not been researched, uh, you know, 500 million times before, but, 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 there are also sometimes very surprising insights that we get from areas of life that we maybe never thought about. And that's what also kind of happened to me. Like I, I had an interest in looking at what would happen if you look at magic from positive psychology point of view already when I started doing the podcast. Back then I didn't know who I could interview, and cool, it's one of our very own listeners, his name is Stephen Baginski, and we'll have a chat about positive magic, magic in general, psychology, and it's especially for people who, you know, maybe if you have kids who are a bit shy or socially awkward, um, this episode might be of interest to you, but also if you are looking for a well-being intervention to experience more things like um, and make other people experience more things such as awe and surprise and delight fun we often are trying to f- we will often focus on just making bad things go away but as we know from the emotions episodes um, it's very important to feel those positive emotions too and it seems like magic is a really cool way to get there Stephen Baginski, take it away. Hey, Stephen, why is magic interesting to psychologists? Uh, uh, that, that's a good question. And um, I, I think one of the reasons magic is really interesting is because it's directly creating illusions of the impossible. And if you want to create that, uh, you, you need to understand how people think, what they believe, and how they perceive the, perceive the world. And not only that, you also need to learn how to manipulate those things, which are all, t- all things that psychologists are interested in, too. I know some of the stuff Gustav works with, he, um, he, he tracks participants' eyes while they're watching a magic trick. So, so for example, say, say the ma- magician's going to do a, a magic trick where he throws a ball up in the air and a, a few times and then... And then on the third time, he throws it up and it disappears. And, and, and then the, the psychologists c- could use that as a way to study v- visual cognition by tracking, tracking where they're looking. Right. So we are interested in the psychology of well-being. So can you maybe mention like two or three bullet points, how magic can create well-being or foster well-being? I think it's really closely tied to three areas. Um, like the first would be psychological well-being, and then second would be a type of social well-being, and third would be a type of, of physical well-being. 
and, and the part of psychological well-being involves positive emotions like moments of awe or wonder or astonishment or, or, or even excitement. So wh- what do we know about the emotion of awe? I know that it's very hard to induce in the lab. Uh, yeah, yeah, it can be tricky to in- induce in the lab. And the guy who, who's actually done a, a lot of thinking on the emotion of awe, Dr. Keltner from Berkeley, and, and he looked at various ph- philosophers' discussions of awe over the years and various different accounts of awe. And th- there were two, two things that he found present in all cases of awe. And the, the first f- first thing is that he, he found that people experience awe in response to something vast, something big, uh, or something beyond our ordinary experiences. And, and this could involve like a really powerful figure or someone with exceptional skills or even something supernatural. So, so that's like the first thing he found in all experiences of awe. And the other one is idea of accommodation. And w- w- what this is, is basically the need to reconcile these incomprehensibilities that arise due to experiencing something so vast and beyond our ordinary experiences. So that's basically the sense-making part. So you're kind of, you're seeing something which you thought was impossible, and then you actively make the effort to integrate it. And while making the effort to integrate it, you grow. Yeah, exactly. It, it's actually interesting because you don't always actually finish, uh, finish integ- integrating that effort. Yeah, right. So what are the benefits of all? Benefits of all include physical benefits, like it reduces inflammation, and then obviously it also makes you makes you feel good. Uh, there's been some research showing that it makes you more humble, and there's also been some research showing that it increases pro-social behavior, and, and that's because uh, when you experience all, it makes you feel s- small in a way, but in a good way, like you're part of something much larger than yourself. And when you feel that, you're more inclined to help other people. And and in terms of social well-being, I think that would be really useful for building positive relationships with other people. And before I get into that, we, we first need to give a little background on the role of, of this idea of active constructive responding in positive relationships. First of all, uh, sharing good news, that's always good for relationships. But how the other person responds to that good news is also really important. And what an active constructive response is, is when you respond with enthusiasm, hence the active part, and, and you also encourage them to relive that good news over again, and that would be the constructives. And now, when you typically think of uh, reactions to magic tricks, what do you think uh, they typically entail? Like some how how did you do that? Exactly, and that sounds pretty close to the idea of an active constructive response, right? Oh, that's true. You, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because you're effectively asking the magician to relive that that moment of awe and astonishment that you just experienced and the surprise from it combined with the entertainment is basically enthusiasm. You mentioned that being a shy kid, magic Uh, can be helpful. 
Yeah, yeah. When I was younger, like I was quiet kid, and like like I would spend a lot of time in my room practicing the sleight of hand and card tricks. But uh, but once I actually started performing magic for other people, like my like like just just the size of my social network increased a whole lot, and I made a lot of good friends through performing because it basically gave me a way to exp- express myself and sh- share something that I like doing with other people. And not only that, but gave me a, a tool to approach co- complete strangers and get to know them and become friends with them. Other than psychological well-being and, and social well-being, there's also physical uh, benefits of performing magic as well. Could you mention some of those? I guess one of the physical aspects of uh, magic and well-being, because there's actually a, a lot of people who have done work with with uh, integrating magic with uh, physical th- therapies, and I, I know Kevin Spencer. He's done a, a lot of work work in this area. What the idea is is basically to incorporate the motor movements into physical therapy, so that way the the kids are learning magic tricks while they're simultaneously doing the physical therapy that they need to re- regain control in, in like, say, their hands or arms. Basically, through the repeated movements that you have to practice over and over again that would be tedious in themselves. Exactly, and that's where the, where the physical therapy exercises would come in handy. Because normally it's, like, like, it's just a dull, boring task that you... That's not very exciting for the kids. But if you tell tell a kid like you, you can do these impossible moments and gain these magic powers <laughs> in a way, uh, th- then they're going to be a lot more motivated to go through the actions and do what they need to do to get better. So, do you think we have to really train for years, or are there also some easy to learn tricks that people can use? Because the the aim of the oh. Positive Psychology Podcast is obviously to kind of use these ideas and not you know the 15 years trained to become a magician so so is there anything small that people can do to to Uh, reap some of these benefits yeah there's definitely uh a lot a lot of uh self-working tricks which are basically tricks that automatically work and you don't have to (laughs) do anything some of the best resources to learn magic would be from uh, magic websites like penguinmagic.com is a good one and they have a whole bunch of DVDs from some really good magicians and, and books and tricks and props to get started. And my personal favorite magician, his name is Jay Sankey and he's been teaching magic for years. Or the other option would be to look up local magic societies in your community. All right, I hope you enjoyed Stephen's introduction to magic and all its great uses for well-being. So next up are a couple of reviews, and I dropped the ball a little bit on those. So I promise I think I did not forget any. I have them all with me, and I will distribute them evenly throughout the next podcast episodes. Now, this is already from way back, as I said, but here we go. I have replaced listening to the morning muse. Muse, no. <laughs> news, 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 the opposite of muse. 
I have replaced listening to the morning news on my drive to work with your podcast, starting from episode one. Interestingly, one of your first guests commented on how negative news can set you up for a bad day. I feel so much better currently listening to episode 23. I have started journaling using the Day 1 app, which I also learned about from listening to your podcasts. Each day I feel I'm gaining more and more positive psychology tools to add to my toolbox. Today it is hope and authenticity. I look forward to my 25-minute drive each morning and afternoon. So once again, thank you so much. You're now my traveling companion, Adam from Australia. Hey, Adam, as a loyal listener, it's no secret that I love traveling. So to be your traveling companion and have my voice at least visit Australia, even though I have never been, is really cool. I hope the positive effects are so felt by you and others, and I wish you the best for 2017. Next up is from Diddles08 from the US, and this was, as I said, way back from August. Hi Kristen, where do I even begin? I suppose, first off, I would like to thank you so much for this podcast. I've been listening for a while now. Currently, I was just looking for other podcasts and I couldn't help but compare them to this one. May I say in my search, I was very disappointed, which is why I think I was inspired to write a review. Many other reviewers have said your podcast is like listening to friend, in which I completely and utterly agree. Your love for, for the subject and its listeners is very much felt. About every time I listen to your podcast, it doesn't matter what topic, I feel extremely inspired to be a better person, to live a better life, and to be proactive. So much so that I hope to someday be a podcaster like yourself, spreading life's light as you do. I like to live by my quote, which is something as simple as a smile can change someone's day and potentially their life. Thank you for being that smile for me and many others. You truly have touched and changed my life in the best ways. Thank you again and best wishes, Kate. Hey Kate, that would be absolutely amazing if you actually started your own podcast. A part of me wants to say, go for it in 2017, come on, come on, come on. But sometimes good things need a bit of time to grow inside and podcast is super high up on my list of things I love. So if you want to, Kate, we can Skype about it. Just send me an email, kristen at strengthsphoenix.com. All the best for 2017. And may you share the enthusiasm that shines through these lines with many other people, Kate. Here's one more from Thomas. And he says, you're my companion on long car trips. You started, sorry, just started the series over again, Thomas. Hey, Thomas, it's an honor. I hope you also get some singing done on those trips, all right? Not just serious listening. Cheers to you, Thomas, and thanks very much. We will have many more reviews next time. Now, let me introduce my very first ad. Did you recognize that sound? Thank God we updated the internet. But what if I told you that some of your beliefs 
haven't changed since the good old bleeping days. I know all the excuses. Old brain patterns die hard. But together, we can spot, disrupt, and rebuild your wiring. Let 2017 be the year in which you cut the red wire and the good guys win. Brainwash yourself good. Gum.co slash brainwash. Thanks for listening to the Positive Psychology Podcast. We're saying goodbye with Happy Yogurt.